Welcome to the Great Managers Masterclass on Dealing with Defensiveness. Sometimes the hardest thing about managing people, particularly in relation to performance conversations and providing feedback, is dealing with defensiveness. The other person's and your own. Now, while defensiveness is a normal human behavior, it can get in the way of our ability to communicate with others and and achieve our desired outcome. It can feel like we're going around in circles or backwards even, and it can be incredibly frustrating. However, if you know how to identify defensiveness and understand it and handle it in an effective way before it takes hold, your discussions can be focused on the future, on solutions and next steps, as opposed to being stuck in protectiveness, the past and who's to blame. One of the most useful models I've come across to deal with my own defensiveness and that of others is the SCARF model developed by an Australian neuroscientist called David Rock. He identified what he calls our modern day threat responses. So these are the things that trigger our fight flight instinct or self-protective system the most in our modern day workplaces and world. This model helps us understand the unconscious drivers of human behavior and to get to the cause of defensiveness. If we don't have a framework like SCARF, all defensiveness can look the same and we'll deal with it all in the same way. So we'll use a one-size-fits-all approach or we can be triggered into using the same behaviour as the other person without being aware of it. So remember, behaviour breeds behaviour. Now, the five modern-day threats identified by David Rock are status, certainty, autonomy, relatedness and fairness. So the reality is that when we're being defensive, the fight-flight instinct is activated and we're having what's called a threat response. Our primitive brain thinks we're unsafe and our ability to think clearly and solve problems is diminished, so our brains are not working optimally. Our emotional brain is upregulated and our clever brain is downregulated. We're in survival mode. Now these threats light up in the brain the same way that physical pain does. So our brain perceives a social threat with the same intensity as an actual physical threat. We get hijacked by our brain. It's only when we can pull up that threat response that we can move towards what's called a reward response, which means our brain chemistry has shifted into a positive register and our clever brain, the prefrontal cortex, is now active. This part of your brain loves questions. So that's why we ask ourselves those questions. What am I feeling? What am I thinking? What's that about? How else can I think about this? Because they switch on your prefrontal cortex. This part of your brain allows your thinking to become solutions focused and it feels good. When you can help others move out of threat towards reward, they start working with you rather than against you. Being able to identify and pull up a threat response is a very skillful approach. It's emotional intelligence in action. And as a leader, it's important to be able to influence the behavior of others in the right direction. So we tune in to what the other person is doing and saying. So status, a status threat and it's, a, it's about relative importance to others or our credibility. So if someone is having a status threat, they feel diminished in some way. So to move them away from threat towards reward, we need to acknowledge or affirm them in a genuine way. 
Now, in that moment, your ego will not want you to do this, but it works. Just try it. So a certainty threat is about being able to predict the future. If someone is having a certainty threat, they may say something like, no one ever tells us anything around here. And rather than getting defensive back and telling them how many times you've told them, you might say instead, what information do you need? Because that question is going to get them into solution mode. Autonomy provides a sense of control over events. If someone is having an autonomy threat, they're going to feel like they've had no input or have no control. So in this situation, it's a good idea to give them a choice. So you might say something like, well, we could do X or Y. Which do you think would work best? Or something similar. Relatedness is a sense of safety with others, of friend rather than foe, a feeling of belonging. It's very important that leaders demonstrate that they are friend rather than foe and can build trust with a wide range of people. Now, I'm not suggesting here that you need to become their friend and start socialising them with them. You need to demonstrate that you are safe, that you are, you know, that there is trust and respect in that connection with the other person. And your communication skills and emotional tone play a very significant role in this. So fairness is a perception of fair exchanges between people. As a leader, you need to be consistent with your people, otherwise a fairness threat will be activated. So people will say things like, that's not fair, because we're hardwired to sniff out injustice or unfairness and defensiveness will ensue if this is the case. So being consistent there is incredibly important. Now we cover the SCARF model in quite a bit of detail in our Great Managers program, so I'm not going to go into it in any more detail here. There's also quite a bit about it online, so if you're interested in looking into it further, do a bit of a a search on the SCARF model. 